Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds, back in the studio on a Monday morning. So there has been a lot of qualifying going on in the last few weeks. And last night, track and field trials went very late. How late did you stay up last night? Well, this old man did not. He, <laughs> he hit the rack early, but they didn't finish until midnight or 1 o'clock our time. And Oof. that's by design. It had to happen that way because... The Olympic officials postponed the Sunday afternoon events for five hours. It was too hot. It was 113 degrees on the track at the University of Oregon. That is unprecedented for that part of the country. Washington, Oregon, uh, into Idaho, they don't have temperatures that high. Most of those poor bastards don't have AC units either. Not very many of them. (laughs) No. They don't need them. It's it's wet and it's cool out there. Can you imagine 113, no AC? Well, the Olympians, and this is a great decision, and absolutely back it all the way. They postponed it for five hours and then started it late at night. But the the trials are over. It ended very early in the morning, our time here. And uh, we have a very strong team extremely strong team to send to Tokyo. Great qualifying last night. Qualifying in every single team event. Now, the gymnastics was up in St. Louis. It finished yesterday. Of course, Simone Biles is the the star of the show, but she has two very strong competitors on that USA team. And the basketball team, I think, is going to be outstanding. We'll we'll see. see. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a... It's always... You know, it's it's so great when it comes because it's the the time we have to wait between every Olympic. It's kind of like after it ha- it's great when it's happened and then it's gone. But then all of a sudden, guess what? It's back. Except for this Olympiad, it'd be three years instead of four. Yeah, Because this is one, one year removed. So then are they going to come back in three years as opposed to four mm-hmm. for the next one? So it'll be just a three-year wait this time. Exactly. So we just had to wait a year longer, and then next time we get it shorter. Like I said, it'll be back before you know it. Uh, <laughs> speaking of time, did that golf tournament in Connecticut ever end? Jeez Louise, man. I bet you just set the set the snooze on the on the sofa and just conked out, didn't you? Well, I'm not a big uh, not a big golf fan, but I happened to turn it over to see who would win the Travelers, which is a seven million dollar. Uh, prize package and a big one. It's it's an important tournament. Playing in Cromwell, Connecticut. On and on and on it went. Uh, <laughs> a fellow by the name of Hickok who had never won on the Pro Golf Tour. In fact, nobody had ever heard of him. He's in with Harris English. And they went a record-tying eight sudden death holes. Eight sudden death holes. And finally, English poured home about a oh, 15, 17-foot birdie putt and won the thing by one stroke. But that <laughs> It didn't end until about, well, in Connecticut, it would have been almost 9 p.m. Now, the sun was just barely enough so they could still see. Where's the uh, light detector judge? He's like, oh, it's too dark. We're going to have to make it up. That would have been the end of it. I think this would have been the last hole they would have played. Wow. So crazy. So while you guys were all watching that, I was playing Mario Golf all weekend. And 15-yard 15, 15, uh, putt, <laughs> that's nothing. So, uh, we got two teams left in the College Baseball World Series. Who are they, sir? All Southeastern Conference. And it starts tonight, the final series. You wipe the slates clean, and you play a best of three. Starting tonight, then uh, tomorrow night, and if necessary, then you play Wednesday. All Southeastern Conference, two of the premier baseball teams in America, defending champion Vanderbilt and Mississippi State, which has been there many times and never won. And this is a program that's produced... Well, we'll take, for example, Will Clark and Raphael Palmero, two of the great stars of Major League Baseball, their Mississippi State products. Uh, did you uh, do the Springfield Cardinals? 
in the first year they were in existence. No, no, I came a few years after they came. Well, the first manager the Cardinals had was Chris Maloney, mm-hmm. the hammer, we call him. He's a Mississippi State guy. They've had any number of outstanding players all throughout the years and been there, been to the World Series a number of times and never won. And here's Vanderbilt, who they play all the time. In fact, Vandy took three, uh, two out of three this year from them in regular season play. Here they are, conference rivals, and they're playing for the national championship. Well, that's crazy. Uh, SEC had a lot of guys in this one, didn't <laughs> they? <had> nine. Yeah, <laughs> so it's uh, it's not surprising that two remain, but uh, who do you like in this one? I'd, my dark horse to begin with was Mississippi State. Whole time. They're a very nice baseball program. Well, so is Vandy. Oh, hell yeah. But, well, Vandy's national champs. So, uh, but I do just like the way Mississippi State's playing. Well, I guess I'm going to have to root for Mississippi State. (laughs) So last week, I think it was on Monday, Cardinals had just finished up a tough series. And then we talked about the fact that they were going to face a few teams that they should definitely get wins against. That would be the Detroit Tigers and then the Pirates. (laughs) <laughs> Boy, were we wrong. Cardinals won exactly one game out of that, and that was Saturday. I know. One game. My goodness sake, this team is, they're not just in a slump. They're in a deep rut, and they'd better get out of it quick. We're not at the halfway point of the season yet, Mike. Uh, that comes literal number 81. Game number 81 will be Wednesday. 81's the halfway point. But the Cardinals definitely will not be above 500, Then they can't be. This is the Pittsburgh Pirates. They are not all that bad. They're a young team. They're not consistent with what they do, but they do have some talent. I'm going to give you a case in point. Yesterday, this is how much of a slump the Cardinals are in. There have been seven no-hitters in Major League Baseball this year. That's unprecedented. We're not even at the halfway point. Seven no-hitters. This kid yesterday for the Pittsburgh Pirates, who I've never heard of, Max Kranich, he has the Cardinals no-hit through six. No hits. Goes to the mound in the seventh inning. It starts to rain. So there's about an hour, an hour and maybe 10 or 15 minute rain delay. Well, you, it's, it's unconscionable to bring a kid back who's gotten cold during that time. You can't do that. So they brought in a relay pitcher and the Cardinals got some hits and some runs, but it was way too few. Pittsburgh already had a 7 nothing lead at the time. Wins at 7-2. Takes three out of four from the uh, Cardinals. Cardinals lost... All their games to Detroit. Gee, Christmas, what is this? There are four games under 500 and eight games out of first. You look at what they've got, you know, the 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 players they've got on that team, and it just it, it just leaves you scratching your head about what the hell is going on in that clubhouse. You have to wonder. You do have to wonder what on earth is going on. You bring in a guy like Nolan Arnato, who's supposed to jumpstart the offense. You have Goldschmidt yeah. in there, who's a proven offensive player. You've got you leaders on the team? O'Neal. Well, that's just it. Well, I wonder if you do have leaders on the team. That's, that's an arguable point. Don't know, because you can't get in the clubhouse. But there is something wrong. The mixture, the lineup is not producing at all. They only, and heck, they only had three hits yesterday in their game. Uh, there's, there's just a... Something that's really wrong with this team. Mm, I listened to Ned talk yesterday. You guys had a really good discussion on how it's more of teaching how to hit than anything else right now. And I, I completely agree with you. Maybe the Cardinals should start that revolution and start learning how to hit. That's what the way it, it used be, to be. A revolution because all of Major League Baseball yeah. is like this. All of baseball, period, mm-hmm. is like this. And uh, I, in my opinion, of course, I'm an old man. I don't know the younger techniques, but the launch angle and hitting the ball out of the ballpark, 
it's great to see a home run. But when you concentrate your attack on the long ball, that is wrong. Yeah, we miss uh, just down and dirty baseball. That's all I really want. Uh, Royals, they're not doing any better. They haven't won a game since last Tuesday either. They lost to the <laughs> Texas Rangers this weekend. Uh, now the Royals are 10 games under 500. We're talking about the Cardinals being four games under. The Royals are 10 games under 500 and falling quickly. And their problem is the same as the Cardinals. They can't seem to get consistent. The one difference is that Kansas City probably does not have the offensive firepower that the Cardinals are supposed to have. So maybe you can give them a bit of a pass there. But by the same token, they aren't playing very well either. We're in something of a slump right here. I don't know what happened to Joe Boo. What would you do with him? I must have hidden him somewhere. I don't know, man. Either team can use him. I don't really care who at this point. But, man, we definitely need them back. Either in Kansas City or St. Louis. All right, let's talk basketball. Um, we've got four teams left: Suns, Clippers, and we got the Bucks and the Hawks. Tell me about it. The Milwaukee Bucks now have the lead in that series, two games to one. Went to Atlanta last night, went 113 to 102, in and a great performance guy. Guy you probably never heard of. Name is Chris Middleton. He is a member of our United States Olympic team and a solid ball player. Not a headline ball player, but a very solid kid out of Texas A&M. Just not a big name. All he did was hit Atlanta for 38 last night. 38 points, his best game ever as a pro. That's the component parts of the Milwaukee Bucks. They have all these players who are really, really good players. How they lost to Atlanta in that one game up in Milwaukee, I'll never tell you. Atlanta's good. Don't get me wrong. They're a good team. There are solid pros there, too. The young kid from uh, Oklahoma is a very, very nice player, but Milwaukee's the better team. And Milwaukee now leads that series two games to one. Phoenix Suns can end theirs tonight when they play the Los Angeles Clippers. They're up 3-1. to one. And they're in Phoenix, so... Uh, <laughs> we'll go Suns! We'll see what happens. Ned, you have a good Monday. Try not to get too wet today.